0: down sit down thank you thank you so much wow wow what's up y'all welcome back to words with ali i'm your host ali c Wright, and today i'm gonna say some words on career more specifically the world of construction now a construction site i would say is a magical place Because there, you can probably get away with doing anything. And I mean anything. I have witnessed some illegal activities, some gross activities, and some just straight up things that didn't make sense. A construction site is a place where freedom of speech really has freedom. 'Cause motherfuckers be saying all types of wild shit to your face with no no thoughts of repercussions other than you might get into a fight with this dude. But other than that, anything goes. Anything it's like it's like a Thunderdome. It's a Thunderdome where people make money. But you still go home after. It's not a two man enter, one man leaves type of deal. Now, my own experience with construction was uh, quite jarring, uh, to say the least. Uh, my career be- began in the year 2003, at the ripe old age of 10. Now, how, how I got into it, uh, me and my brother, uh, school just ended. The first few days of summer has gone by. we just enjoying life. Going outside, playing with friends, just just being children. My pops comes home with this big ass smile on his face and say and he said to me and Khalil, Hey you you boys get up early tomorrow, we're gonna go to Marineland. And I'm sitting here like, What? What? You gonna take us to Marineland? Oh shit? Oh fuck Okay and I'm super excited. I'm gullible. I didn't clue in that he was joking. I didn't I didn't listen to the tone in which he said we're going to MarineLand. I just heard MarineLand and lost my fucking shit. So, I went to bed obviously that night super excited. Shit, I was even singing the the theme song. There's a place I know in Ontario where the sea lions kiss So the story goes, it's amazing shows and Friendship Cove. Everybody loves Marineland. Now I'm just vibing off of that energy. I go to sleep. And mind you, I'm 10 years old. I I did not have an alarm clock. I never got up anywhere near 6 a.m. And it was a jarring experience. Because I am awoken to my father's deep voice and, hey, get up and get dressed and be downstairs in 10 minutes. I'm like, oh, shit. The fuck? I'm trying to find socks, pants and shit, getting dressed. Me and Cleo were just groggily going down the stairs. And uh, we see our pops loading up the van he's got his tool pouch he's throwing in wires he's throwing in uh these boxes and i'm standing there like huh i don't know what he's doing with all these tools and stuff i I, I don't think we're gonna need it at marine land now khalil was smart he fucking caught on to what the fuck was going on real quick and i saw how his fucking demeanor completely changed he was excited as shit and then it just went to like ah it's this huh and then I'm still, I'm still, I'm a gullible motherfucker. I'm naive. I'm still thinking, oh, we're going to Marine Land. He's just loading this up for tomorrow when he goes back to work. We're just going to have a good day at Marineland. So we get in the van. Uh, he sliced do- the, the door closed. Now, my, my pops, he's a he's a strict, like, he listens to reggae. Like, he, he loves Bob Marley, Peter Tosh, but, like, the reggae he listens to is, like, some 1980s dancehall. And like when it's like when you're up that early, you don't want to hear shit. You just want to be in silence and just you know slowly wake up. But no, that's that's not what was wanting then. You know, I almost have full volume. Just blasting. Run <laughs> on <laughs> Yes, I select, the play the rhythm and I tune them for the people <laughs> them want to be. But we want to to Jamaica the people we don't to the people them want to listen to the people want want to listen and listen to listen listen and listen and listen and and I was able to fall asleep because my pops was driving maybe about forty-five minutes to an hour. And I'm thinking, okay, we're gonna be near Niagara Falls, Marine we're gonna have a good time, gonna see all the fish jumping. Whales. Um just like just enjoy summer. But sadly I am awoken by the sliding of his van door and him telling us to hop out and load up The porch with the wire and these boxes and the tools. Now, me being naive as fuck, I'm still thinking, oh, we're still going to Marine Land. We're just going to drop this stuff off here because he's probably going to go to work after he drops us home. Oh, that makes sense. Now, being 10 years old, our hands are soft. Just soft baby hands. Now, a coil of wire is basically, you can pick it up by the wire itself and then throw it on your shoulder or you can pick it up through the hole in the middle which is basically like a can of soup when you open a can of soup you know that sharp edge on that shit it's like that all the way around and somehow my pops is picking up these wires with one hand He's like each coil is about what 30 30 40 pounds now to a 10 year old that's some heavy ass shit but he's just gonna whip whop and just throwing that shit up so I'm trying to be cool. I'm trying to be like my pops be strong and shit. Like, okay, I'm just going uh, to help him unload this van, and then we're going to go to Marineland. But uh, then he said, okay, I want you guys to bring up all the wire, get a box of 1104s, and bring it up to the third floor. I'm going to mark on the studs a P or S, S, SS S, or S, S, S. If you see a P, put one box. If you see an S, put one box. If you see two S's, three S's, put two boxes for two S's, three boxes for three S's. I don't want you guys messing this up. And when you put the boxes, you put it at the height of the hammer. I already gonna mark the height for you guys this time. But on the next one, I want you guys to use this trick. It makes it go a lot faster. And I'm just sitting here like, wait, what's happening? Why is he telling me about boxes? What the fuck's an 1104? why am i doing labor right now this is summer this is my summer vacation i just got out of school i don't need this and so basically that was my introduction to doing electrical work and that day lasted probably eight or nine hours yeah it was a nice light easy day and uh Yeah, we just went through the the motions of just, you know, he showed us how to nail up boxes, how to staple the wire, how to cut in the boxes, all that one day, everything. Well, everything he needed us to do enough to help him. And pretty much after that, every day that summer, we were just roughing in houses, you know, and that was, that was life for a number of years. And, uh, you know, I had some uh, interesting interactions on these uh, construction sites. Um, Now, you'd be surprised by some of the stories these guys would tell me. And um, they, they knew I was a child. There's no doubt in my mind that they knew I was a child. I said I was 16. I was 16 for six years while working construction. But they knew. They, they saw the innocence in my eyes. I think they just wanted to do it to, you know, just like, hey, let, let's put some hair on this kid's chest by telling him some terrible shit. Like, I remember this guy. Uh, I'm going to change his name for the purpose of the story. Uh, Tony. Now, now, Tony was an alcoholic. And he he'd usually have a few breakfast beers, a few lunch beers, and then a few more like dinner beers Before he'd drive home every day working on one of these sites I was with him at. Now, I was 11 at the time he told me this story. And um, basically, this is how it went. Hey, hey buddy, you want to hear what the fuck I did last weekend? Holy shit, man, it was fucking dope, me and my boys, we're going out, we're dressing up fucking nice, we got all our shit, we're looking fresh, we get fucking hammered, we're doing shots, next thing I know, this fucking chick pulls up to me, and she fucking grabs my fucking ass, buddy, What a fucking good ass fucking grip on it, I'm like, oh, what you trying to get into, huh? She's like, "Yeah, I like you," and I'm like, "Hey, I got some fucking blow," and I, and she's like, "Hey, I got some ecstasy," and then we start. We go to the fucking bathroom. She's sucking my dick a little bit. I'm doing some blow. I gave her some of that shit. She gave me some of the fucking ecstasy. I'm feeling crazy, bro. Feeling fucking crazy, bro. I don't even know what the fuck's going on. And I'm like, "Hey, I'm trying to fuck, but I don't want to fuck in this bathroom. Let's go to my truck." So we go to my fucking truck. And I was like, uh, oh, just kind of busy in the parking lot there. So I just get, you know, driving off a little bit. Found a nice secluded spot. We're fucking, man. And we're just fucking. Hey, buddy, you, need, you get some good pussy, man? I'm telling you, man, it'll fucking change your life. And we're fucking. And then out of nowhere, the fucking bitch passes out. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? was like, I ain't even fucking nut yet. What the fuck's going on? I'm shaking her, I'm shaking her. She's not fucking moving. So I'm like, okay. Let me just drop her off right here, and then I proceed to drive, and I, I'm fucking driving. I got some fucking driving beers with me. I'm just drinking a little bit, and then I fucking crash in a fucking ditch out of nowhere. I don't even know where the fuck it came from, man. It just fucking came out of nowhere. I fucking crash, I hop out, and then I fucking pass out in the fucking ditch, and I wake up. My fucking, guess what? My fucking truck is out of the fucking ditch, and I'm fucking laying there, I'm like, Did I even fucking crash in the fucking ditch? I don't even fucking know anymore. So I just hop in. Then I fucking drive right home, man. Get my fucking gear on and come back to the fucking site, buddy. This is a fucking amazing night, man. I am 11 years old. I am 11 years old hearing this terrible fucking story. I'm pretty sure she died. She definitely OD'd. He left her somewhere out in nowhere no one knew. Like, I should have checked the news to see if someone was fucking found because he definitely left her for dead. Now, I would go on to have a few more interactions with Tony um, during my time working on that particular site. And he had always, always have a story to tell me unsolicited just gross vulgar just nasty just just terrible and to him it was amazing because on construction sites anything goes you could say whatever you could do whatever like there's been times where i've seen like dudes just straight up just beating their meat inside a house and, like, didn't even check to see if someone's gonna walk in or anything. They're just, like, they're just going at it. This man's just like, yeah, fuck it. Ah, stud is over here. I'm just gonna... Oh, the stud looks curvy. I haven't seen a touch the woman in months. This is the best I can do. Ah, uh, oh. What the fuck are you guys doing in here? I'm doing something. Get the fuck out of here. Give me, like, five minutes, man. I'm like, shit like that would be happening. And also, like... The fact that fucking dudes would just be taking full on shits where you have to work. Now there is this one bricklayer. Uh, I don't I don't know his name. But he he did not like using the porta potty that was provided on the site. Uh for good reason. Uh people would usually shit all over the seat, shit on the floor. And, yeah, it's not fun to go in there, step in somebody else's shit, lift up the lid to see that the seat is covered in shit, and then proceed to drive to a gas station. But he he was um, more practical. He, he thought, hey, I'm going to do what's going to save me the most amount of time, and I'm just going to shit right where the electricians have to put a fucking panel. Yeah, just a big steaming pile of shit. They have it marked out and everything. With the word PANEL... On the wall, I'm just gonna shit right there, and he's gonna drop all his wires in my shit. Yep, that's what I'm gonna do. Shit like that, shit like that, shit like that, shit like that, shit like that. And yeah, eventually, we'd make a game out of it to just like go into a new house and just look for where we'd find human shit. <laughs> and like once in a while, we'd find like someone would just shit right in the middle of a room nowhere just like right smack dab right in the middle and i always thought to myself like what was going through this guy's head to take a shit right in the middle of a fucking room there's no cover people would probably see him doing this but i figure you know it's probably a guy that didn't get paid and you know is taking it out on the builders or whoever else is working in that house is like hey fuck you guys i'm just gonna take a shit right here But now the problem with that was it would attract animals. Squirrels, raccoons, and almost always mice and them big dirty rats. Now, I've had many interactions with animals. I love animals. I care about them deeply. But I'm not a fan of rodents. Primarily because at almost every single house we'd work on, I'd have an interaction with rodents. It'd be either a small mouse, you know, crawling up on me or something running past my hand, or sometimes just a big, dirty rat hiding in the basement, just coming out of a sump pump and just staring you down and then proceeding to go back into the darkness. Man, I, I remember this funny time. When we were running some wire in the basement and we didn't have our lights set up down there yet. And I remember lifting up this piece of plywood that was near the furnace and seeing like this piece of insulation. And I'm just like stepping on it, kicking it. I was about to pick it up with my hands. I was about to. My my pops came down and he had like a headlamp. And he's like, hey, what you doing with that plywood? I was like, oh, we could probably use this to, for the panel. and say, like, okay, just put it on the side over there. And he's like, "Hey, what's that?" And then uh, he shines the light on it. It turns out it was a big fucking rat that I almost picked up with my bare hands. That got flattened by the furnace guys. Apparently, when they came down and dropped the dropped the furnace in the basement, they seen it and just squished that motherfucker. And it just flattened completely. It was like probably like two millimeters thick. You can still see the details too, the claws, the mouth, the tail. It was just it was just a gross sight. It was just fucking nasty. And I'm not even gonna lie, I fucking screamed. I screamed. Now now don't get me wrong. There's there's still a lot of good things that happen on construction sites. And like still oh and a lot of fun things too. Like two by four sword fights. Like, if you've never had a 2x4 sword fight in your life, you need to try it. It is fucking fun. You just get a knife, you, you know, carve out a little handle for your hand, and fucking just start swinging. Man, I remember uh, we we had, a, like, a little competition uh, with the, the bricklayers to see... Because, like, basically with a 2x4 sword fight, you're just swinging this shit to see... Um, Like who who's two by four breaks first, and if yours survives, then you win, and then you go up against the next person, the next round. It was a it was a big thing for a little bit, and um, yeah that that was uh that was pretty good that was pretty fun, and you know the one thing I can take away from working in construction for well over you know a decade, is that um. You got to expect the unexpected because shit, shit's going to pop off and you have no idea what's happening. But like at the same time, you know, it kind of prepares you for later on, you know, like shit does. I don't get shook by shit. Like I've seen so much shit. I don't get shook by shit no more. <laughs> also, if you're trying to make money and get in shape at the same time, there's probably not a better field to get into than construction. Because you're going to fucking work. You're going to sweat. You're going to build muscle. You're going to strain your back. You're going to get ripped, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a it's a personal gym where they pay you. And, you know, most of the time, it's uh pretty good. You know, sometimes you run into, like, assholes that don't pay or they want you to throw in some extra free shit. And you know that that happens from time to time, and like like every field, you know, get some uh, shitty assholes. But like for the most part, I'd say my experience was positive. Yeah, I'll I'll leave it at that for now. Yeah, it was positive, cause you know, made me stronger. And you know what? To be honest, like I've I did meet a lot of great people working in construction, and like. I learned so, so many life lessons, mostly what not to do, but like, it's still lessons and I still learn from them and like, yeah, construction, it's, uh, it's hands on. And if there's one thing I can leave you guys with before I go, you know, you cannot judge one by their profession, but by the ethic they work by. Because, like, I, I hear so many times people talk shit about the trades and construction and, like, oh, these a bunch of dopes. Like, there's this guy I work with. He was a surgeon. A surgeon. Yet he would come to the construction sites on the weekends to do plumbing because he fucking loved it. We're, we're differently built people. Because there is something rewarding about building something with your hands and seeing it literally change someone's life I used to bring light to people's lives literally and now I do it in another way through this podcast right, y'all take care peace